I'm Deva Flowers. And I'm Chief Bob Vasquez. Welcome to Creating Leaders of Character. Our purpose in creating this podcast is to help you empower yourself as a leader. Specifically as a leader of character. Deva and I come from two very different times. You might consider me an old school kind of leader. And I'm what might be considered an emerging leader. As different as our perspectives may be, we both agree that leading with character is important these days. Actually, it's always been important. Now, it may even be critical. Throughout this podcast, we'll share our perspectives, not to convince you to think like either of us, but to help you develop your own perspectives and apply them to make you a better leader. A leader of character. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Well, it's good to see you again, Miss Deva. You're, uh, uh, what is it, glowing, I think that's what <laughs> pregnant women do or something like that. It's not because of the pregnancy. I'm just glowing. I'm just kidding. You're, <laughs> you're just a naturally well, glowing person. <laughs> that's why I always called you a shining star. Oh, yeah. I think you replicated that name. Was that just me or somebody else too? Everybody's uh, pregnant. Pretty much everybody, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everybody's pregnant. Uh, <laughs> so, great. It's good to see you too, Chief. Uh, yeah. You're doing okay? The yeah. pregnancy going okay? No, no. Uh, what is it? Morning sickness or afternoon sickness or whatever? No, none of that. Um, we just finished that uh, series on physical health, and uh, my weight is high for me, but it's always it's a good thing. So my weight is yeah. is normal, but it's causing me to lose my breath a lot. <laughs> is oh, really? what is what my midwife said. She said that um, blood rates blood pressure not just blood pressure but your heart rate usually gets a lot higher in pregnancy but when you're carrying a lot more weight than your body's used to you'll also have a raised heart rate so my resting heart rate's like 93 so if you if you see me catching my breath that's why it's kind of yeah. crazy yeah. but now do you yeah. live in a, a place with uh, stairs or is it I a do. flat Oh, I okay. do. But if I'm being honest, this last month or so, not the last month, but this upcoming month, I probably won't be using them a lot. I have an apartment um, gym here and a pool and things that I can I can do, which is good. But it's like 107 every day outside. So, oh, my God, I haven't been going outside very much unless yeah. it's to, you know, get some sun in the evenings or in the morning. So, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. well, uh, as, as we speak, I think the temperature is uh, 77. Uh, so um, uh, I'll keep my mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, got a few few digits on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What well, is uh, it, well, we've had a lot of uh, lightning and thunderstorms, which mm. you know that's not unusual. But the a lot part is because we don't normally have this many. The great thing is that Colorado is officially not in a drought this year. Okay. So it's been <laughs> wow. 15 years, I think, that we've been in a drought, uh, but yeah. now we're not. So that, wow. that's always good. Now, you guys that's are probably exciting. in the drought. I, I know suspect. what that feels like um, growing up in Arizona, but I think my hometown had a little party the other day because they got rain for once this summer. So, <laughs> wow. yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but Texas gets pretty hot all summer, I think, don't you? Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. This has been one of the hottest summers for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, I'm speaking of hot, let's uh, let's discuss a hot topic. I uh, uh, almost enjoy and just say that it's, it's your, you guys' favorite topic. Uh, that's cheating. We we talked about you, right? Absolutely. We talked about physical fitness for a couple of episodes. Uh, mm -hmm. Last couple, we were talking about mental fitness. And I thought we'd stay with that mental part because, you know, 
especially when we're going back to school. I think you guys are, if you haven't started school, uh, most kids are, are youngsters are going mm -hmm. back to school. Not me. I, I've had enough of that stuff. But, <laughs> uh, and my days at the Air Force Academy, we used to talk a lot about cheating or not cheating. We tried to teach cadets not to cheat, which, well, you know, I won't say we were successful all the time, but once in a while we were. But uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, evidence, I'll say, that high school kids and college kids, civilian particularly, uh, do that a lot, cheating. Mm -hmm. You know, how can you learn? And and I, I say this with all humility. I've never cheated. I, I never had the thought of cheating. I don't know why. I, I guess, you know, yeah. in my day, we cheated. Surely we did. But uh, and we didn't have the technology to do it for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, you would have to write, I guess, the the notes on your palm, the palm of your hand, mm -hmm. not not the palm, the, the computer, the palm of your hand, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And if you got hit, uh, caught, you'd get smacked. You know, uh, paddled yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> a little bit different in my might day. not be worth it. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> but but I never thought about it. And uh, but it's rampant, evidently. Mm -hmm. You know. So why do you? You know, you don't seems to me you wouldn't learn if you cheat yeah now, do you have a different perspective uh, have you ever cheated you don't have, well you don't have to acknowledge that you. you're still in school yeah well i wanted to say that it is a lot easier nowadays i think and people talk about it openly and, and when they do i'm almost always uncomfortable um i had a, a family friend who we were talking about a certain class and i was trying to give them advice on how to do better and and they said, oh, have you heard of this app? And I thought it was going to be like some kind of learning management, um, maybe some kind of uh, repetitive flashcards or something to help you learn the material before the test. But it was it was another kind of, I think they call them like Chegg or something that you can take a picture of a math problem and it'll figure it out for you. Um, so it, it's a lot easier nowadays also because I think most professors in college are doing online tests and quizzes. I haven't had, um, and I really enjoy it when they do it, when they do in-person essays and in-person quizzes, um, I study for it differently. I really do because on my notes page and, you know, I think I've never gone on to Chegg or Quizlet or, and I don't even know if you've heard of all of these sites, no, but never I've never gone on to the, the sites and typed in the question and looked for the answer. Um, I've searched my notes when it's ambiguous, like and when there's ambiguity about whether or not you're supposed to use your notes. Like if they haven't mentioned the notes, I don't ask. Um, and I go ahead and like search through my notes. I like to do control F through my notes to make sure that um, I'm on the right track. Um, but when it was in your time, you, there's no like control F you can, maybe they let you have your notes and you can flip through them, but that takes more time. So you might as well memorize it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah well, and, 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 and you know, we really, it, it almost sounds funny that you're referring to my time of being pretty ancient, but it, we had, we didn't have any technology. We wrote mm -hmm. everything down, you know, it was on yeah. paper and pencil. Uh, we didn't even, it was a big thing to have a pen, believe it or not, mm -hmm. because we used pencils. Uh, so it, it, it would have been pretty difficult to do so all again, Surely my buds did it. I, you know, I, I don't know anybody that did, and we surely did gloat about it. Mm -hmm. um, and which br brings me to the character part, you know, mm -hmm. because uh, the way we were brought up or the way I was brought up, it, it would have been a, a character flaw, yeah, to even think about cheating. You know, we 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 were expected to do our work. We were expected to learn 
the stuff that we were supposed to be learning. And, um, you know, we, we wouldn't have gone around. And I don't know that you guys do that, but, you know, it seems like uh, it's it's almost a, what is it, a badge of, of, uh, uh, of some sort that you cheated more than everybody else or, or you, you beat yeah. the system more than, than anybody else. I, I don't know. You know, I think beat uh, the system is a good, is a good way to put it. And I, I do think that it, this is not everybody. I know there are people like me that either just use their notes or not at all, or really try and commit things to memory. I'm horrible with names. And I know that um, I second guess myself. And I think that's a insecurity of mine um, where I have the concept. So, maybe hard in my head that I know this is about where the answer is. But when it comes to whether or not someone's last name is this or this, I'm really bad about um, just memorizing root uh, material like that. And I wanted to say that I think that nowadays uh, people are entitled to their notes and entitled to their, their technology. I had a class called religion and politics and man, that was a I learned so much from that class. We went through tons of Supreme Court cases about religion and kind of explored the ways that our politics, like our political system has come about the religious decisions that it has. Um, and whenever we would go into class, he'd always have a daily quiz and it was a written quiz. And you had to include the key terms that he predetermined you should have known by the reading. And every single class period people were complaining that you know they never know what to put down and they never they never get a solid or a consistent grade in the in the essays because um they don't they're, they're not given the the key terms bank they just are expected to digest this maybe 200 pages of material and i mean in your day they they gave you a textbook i feel like it was very similar they probably gave you a reading and then you came in and took a quiz on your reading i mean it seems pretty simple to me so Although, and, and you know, it's it's never just the student's fault, I don't think, because mm -hmm. like at the Air Force Academy, I think if anybody cheats, the, it's it has to do with pressure, you know. And I guess mm -hmm. for you, the same thing. You you have you have this pressure that you have to get the grade, which is more important. You know, I'm an educator, been doing that for fifty mm -hmm. years now, but but a lot of teachers care more about the grade or not the you know keeping you from getting a good grade which is really dumb i think than yeah. helping you to learn something you know mm -hmm. at the air force academy with all due respect you know the cadets uh, probably 98% of them would tell you i don't care about learning i care about the grade that's all yeah. i care about because that's the type of pressure you know and the the grade uh, based on the grade you would get the job that you want or not so yeah. that's a lot of pressure and then just passing is a lot of pressure. You don't pass, you're out. And so, you know, I think the system has uh, some, uh, uh, should have something to do with it to help get rid of the, yeah. the, the cheating or, or the uh, the value of the cheating. The student, of course, always, and the teachers too. Because, you know, I, I, I was just thinking the other day uh, when I was in college as a freshman, I took psychology three times. Twice uh, at uh, New Mexico State University, where, where I went to school physically, and the third time was in uh, in the Philippines, where I was stationed. In um, I'm not sure what you call it, someone that hired someone from the school and did it. He was a a major. He was a doctor of some sort, a mm -hmm. psychologist actually. Uh, but the first two times, I didn't learn anything, and I failed it twice. But mm -hmm. there were like 300 kids in that class. The, the teacher cannot teach 300. You know, you're, you're lucky if you can inform 
and that's probably uh, through reading or through uh, slideshows or whatever. And there's, that's not very good learning, if, if at all. But uh, the third time, it was, I think there were 12 of us in the class with this, no kidding, a psychologist. And we talked case studies. We talked a lot about the real stuff. And I got an A in it, which, yeah. you know, that's, to, to some degree, it tells you that the system is is screwed up. And uh, and again, I never thought about uh, cheating. But I think, you know, the, the, the pressures are there for a lot of people if you're just feeling squares. And I think probably yeah. when we're talking about character, that's not just the person's character. Well, it's always a person's character, but the system's character. Are we interested in our students learning or are we just interested in them passing so we can get the numbers, so we can get the bucks from the government, blah, 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 blah. It becomes yeah. political, you know? So, uh, uh, cause, cause, I, mean, I mean, do you do you think there's any value in cheating? Be honest. Yeah, so I wanted to say too that I feel like the best classes have been ones where they make sure there's no possibility of cheating in the final exam or the final exam and the midterm. So there's this app called Proctorio now that, and I don't like it. Um, I don't like it not because it makes you not cheat, but it's it's I feel like it's creepy. It, it tracks your eye movements on your computer. Um, so that it can tell if you're on one web website or another, and it can, it can see your screen and everything. I'd be fine if they saw my screen, but I don't like the eye movements part for some reason, <laughs> but, yeah. um, oh, anyways, weird. yeah, I, but my favorite classes have been ones where either you go in person for an essay or for multiple choice, or you have this proctorio thing for a few exams. And then the rest of them are, you can use your notes, you can use, um, any, you know, technically you could look it up, but why would you? Because you're trying to prepare for the final exam. So, um, no, as far as the, the times when you're not expected to cheat, when you're not expected to use your notes, when you're not expected to use your materials, um, on those tests, I think it's, it's very harmful to the student to allow themselves to cheat. Um, and it's so much easier whenever they remind you, Hey, at the end of this course, you're not going to be able to use your notes. So you might as well start learning. Um, and I like that reminder because there have been courses for sure where they say this is an open book, open note course. And I think I do learn less, although, you know, maybe I make really pretty notes and I enjoy them and I do all the things yeah. they ask me to. I feel I feel fulfilled. Um, but I probably wouldn't have learned as much as if I had really challenged myself on that final exam um but on, on the other hand though Dave, uh, i mean to to your credit to your generation's credit uh, again as an educator i'm not as concerned about facts quote facts yeah. because they change they just did as we were speaking you know <laughs> whatever the number was for whatever answer is uh, to whatever question it just changed as we were speaking, the world is changing so quickly, you know, and we have access to that. You have access to that on your hand, you know, on your uh, Apple watch or your phone. So, you know, yeah. I think one of the things to alleviate the, uh, the, the cheating aspect possibly, or to help alleviate it is uh, to teach people how to learn, you mm -hmm. know, so you, you keep good notes, uh, however it is in your books or whatever, but you know where to reach that information. Again, mm -hmm. nowadays you Google it, 
But even Googling, you get five different answers to the same question. So which ones are correct? Well, mm -hmm. at least in school, the one that the, the, the professor wanted you to have, right? Because you still want to pass a course. And if that the professor's perspective was such, then you want to answer in that particular way. Uh, you can, and where I think you can learn, that's not really what I believe, but at least in his perspective, that's what he believes. And, and this is like the way I can answer it. But, um, you know, where can you find it? Where can you find the real answer? Well, I have it in my notes. I read a lot, as you know. I've, last year, I read 100 books, and I keep, I highlight, I read Kindle books, because mm -hmm. that way I can highlight and keep all my the things that I thought were important from that book. And when I'm writing, it's not unusual for me to go back. I know where they are. I know where that learning occurred, you know, from that book, no, half the time. Uh, like if mm -hmm. I can remember which drive I put them on, but that's old yeah. age. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> But, but again, I think there's value in that because there's so much information. There's no way you're going to keep in your head. And eventually, if you keep too much of it, you're going to confuse it, and then you're not going to have anything. But mm -hmm. I know where I can find it. And uh, sometimes we're going to we're going to run out of time before we uh, talk about this. But where do you find that information? Sometimes it's the people, mm -hmm. right? You can go to that professor. I remember uh, Dr. Hesterman, I don't remember his first name, taught me um, uh, composition. And one of the, the the best thing I ever learned was, uh, you know, you've heard that term about thinking inside the box or break, uh, thinking outside the box. And yeah. he taught me you have to know what's inside the box before you can break mm -hmm. the box, which makes a lot of sense. Otherwise, you don't even know that you broke it. And uh, as a composition major, uh, I hated theory, uh, music theory. And he said, but you got to know the theory so that you can know how to break the rules and be more creative which led me to learn the theory better because now I needed to know that so that I could do something beyond it. So, um, you know, there's, there's ways to do it, I think, but, but still when we talk about a character, don't cheat, do yeah. your own work. It's you know, we, we always say that. And I think, you know, at least again, in my perspective, uh, that's a badge of honor that I never did cheat. Maybe I am more ignorant than a lot of people. Maybe I don't make as much money as everybody else did, but you know what, all those D's, they were mine. We need those hope. Yeah, there's hope for us because nowadays everybody talks about how everybody cheats. Um, and uh, and I think that makes it easier for people who have honor and for, to who want to do a good job. And me um, wanting to continue to be that way and then thinking, oh, this is accounting class. And I have a group chat where everybody, at least 30 people have said, this test is too hard. And so, yeah, we're going to cheat. We're going to cheat. We're going to cheat. That's almost groupthink. Um, and when you have a, a group like that, there's a lot of pressure. And I wanted to say, I like that you brought up pressure um, because I think everybody wanted to be honorable, um, hopefully in your class, when you talk, when you talk to somebody face to face, it's really embarrassing to say, oh yeah, of course I'm going to cheat on this test. Nobody really says that. But today I think online, um, people are more open to just kind of admitting to those flaws, which I see as huge character flaws. Um, and it makes it harder when everybody says they're going to cheat. Um, my husband and I were just talking about this, uh, study, that uh, a man named Andrew, Andrew Huberman has brought up. We listen to him a lot. He has podcasts about sleep, about learning, about nutrition, but mostly about sleep. He's a neurologist. And he was talking about a study with kids, how there are children who were praised differently. And in the study, one child, one group of children were given intelligence-based praise. So they were told, oh, you're so smart. You did 
so well, you're, you're so perfect. Um, you know, you're the smartest kid in the class, maybe things like that. And the other ones were given effort-based praise where they're, you know, they do a good job and then they say, wow, you put a lot of effort into that. I bet you studied really hard. Um, the students who gave the, got the effort-based praise ended up doing so much better on following exams than the ones who were giving in intelligence-based praise. So my husband and I were talking about this and he was saying, oh man, for my kids, I want to give them uh, less intelligence-based praise. And that kind of shocked me because I thought he was trying to say that he's not going to call his kids smart or perfect or whatever. And I thought, well, maybe that praise is important. And what I realized was, I think nowadays we're when when we're rewarded with you're so smart, you did that so well, I think there's a lot of pressure to perform again and a lot of pressure to repeat that process. And and when you can't because the circumstances are different or you study differently, um, I think this the self-deprecation and the fear comes in and we want to maybe cheat and we want to maybe go out of our way to get the results again. But um I really like the idea that, you know, you tried just as hard as and got a D when you tried and the system was different and you got an A. And so for for our own mental sanity, if we can say, no, I know I tried as hard as I did the last one, I'm going to continue to try it as hard as I did. And that's what I'm um, I'm kind of graded on. I feel like effort based praise should be should be rewarded more often um, in, in ourselves, if you can say that to yourself, too. So, yeah. Well, and, and a lot of times I think uh, I used to tell the cadets at the academy, you know, the grade has a lot to do with how much effort you put into it. Yeah. You know, if, if you really worked hard, if you got an A, you probably really worked hard. Or, you know, there are the brain guys that can, they don't have to work hard. They just know everything. Yeah. You know, they're geniuses. Uh, and that's okay. But the majority of them have to work hard. And that gives them the grade. And that should be make you proud that you did the work. Whether you learned anything, that's another question, like I said. But at least you did the work to get uh, the grade. So like um, my my head is banging now because we're talking so much about being smart, Deva, and I am not. Uh, <laughs> Reach my capacity. That's it, yeah. Well, and the bottom line is if you're going to be a person of character, don't cheat. Yeah. Piece of cake. We'll see yeah. you next week. Thanks. Thank you for listening. We hope that there was something that you heard in this episode that will help empower you to become a better leader. A leader of character. If you'd like to connect with us, please email us at cloc at leadershipandforesight.org. Until next time, be great. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight.